Welcome to the Marriage by the Book podcast. Whether you have a great marriage or one that needs improvement, this is the show for you. Since 1994, we've used biblical principles to help hundreds of couples, just like you, find relationship success. As you listen, you'll get practical tips, knowledge, and motivation that will help bring greater intimacy and happiness to your marriage so that you can enjoy the relationship you've dreamed of. And now, this is Marriage by the Book. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marriage by the Book podcast. I'm Rebecca, and I hope everyone had a great Christmas. Yes, absolutely. This is Rick. And we are in episode eight of our holiday survival guide. You know, New Year's is just ahead of us, so we're still talking about making it through the holidays and how to strengthen your marriage in the process. So we're doing part two of the best gift, which we started the last time. And what we're talking about is God's kind of love. Now, remember, God's kind of love is different than what we usually think of of, as love. Mm -hmm. You know, human love is very different. Um, than God's love, but it was God's love. It was because of that kind of love that um, God sent Jesus into the world. You know, we see that in John three sixteen and in other scriptures. And so we're going to continue talking about that today. Right. And if anybody missed last week's podcast, I really encourage you to listen to that. You know, in that episode, we talked about God's kind of love, you know, what it is, how it differs from human love. Uh, what his kind of love looks like. You know, we talked about that from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8, which is typically called the love chapter by a lot of people. And, you know, his love never fails. That kind of love never fails. So that's an awesome thing to understand and apply in marriage. Right. And this, it's important because you can apply God's love in your marriage and it can just make a huge impact. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the thing that really turned mine and Rick's marriage around. Absolutely. And so um, the Bible says his love never fails. Um, So today we want to talk about some of that, um, the characteristics of this kind of God's love, not human love, but God's love. Right. You know, I just want to play off something you said, Rebecca, you know, it was really this kind of love that turned our marriage around. People may not realize, but, you know, several years ago now we had a, uh, we're a pretty desperate situation in our marriage. We were actually on the cusp of divorce, but it was particularly Rebecca exercising God's kind of love in our relationship that made a difference and, and turned things around for us. Yeah. It was more than several years ago. <laughs> it was, um, over uh, 25 years ago. So yeah, it's anyway, been a while. it's been a while. So, um, anyway, so one of the characteristics of God's love, um, is that God's love is self-sacrificing. Mm-hmm. That's not something that we usually like to hear about or even mention in, in our society today because our society today is very self-centered. But God's love is, it's more about others than about yourself. And uh, in John fifteen thirteen, it says that greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Um so it's God's love is other centered rather than self centered. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's basically talking about in, in, in the way you apply it is it just puts the other person ahead of you. Um, and in your marriage, it puts your, you know, you put your spouse ahead of, of you. And so it's not like, um, yeah, I'm going to go die on the cross for you, but it is 
choosing the other person rather than what you want. And it doesn't mean that you never get anything you want. Right. It just means that, you know, you're more concerned with others than you are yourself. Right. And I think that's a really important thing for people to realize is that some people think, well, in being self self sacrificing, you're just gonna be miserable, but that's just not true. No. You know, really that's where you find joy. And it's different than being a martyr. A martyr yes, yes, yes. is very different than that. That's not what we're talking about here. Um, but it's just being more concerned about others, you know, putting mm-hmm. putting their needs and wants and desires ahead of yours. And that's exactly how God loves us. And, you know, God's not a martyr. He's not like, you know, sitting there always unhappy or anything like that. He's He's very happy. But I think about... Um, you know, when you do something for someone else that, that brings them joy or whatever, it brings you joy. It, it makes you feel better. So this mm-hmm. is, this is the kind of, um, love that we're talking about here, the, this God kind of love that just puts others ahead of yourself. Right. You know, something I think of as we're talking about this, Rebecca, is several times in the gospels, Jesus mentioned how he had come to serve and not to be served. And then it says in Hebrews chapter one that he was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his brethren. Mm -hmm. So that's not an accident that he was the happiest person around and also a servant. It just tends to joy in your life when you do that. Right. And being about other people instead of just about yourself brings joy. You absolutely people who are all about themselves are are not very happy people. You may be happy for a minute, but you're not going to be happy for long term. A minister we like a lot, Andrew Womack, says if you're wrapped up in yourself, you're a pretty small package. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so and that's true. Anyway, another characteristic of another characteristic of God's love is it is it's constant. It's consistent. It doesn't come and go. You know, it's not based on feelings. It's based on. uh, a decision. You know, if it's based on feelings, it'll be all over the place, depending on how you feel, how the other person's making you feel, how they're performing, how you're performing. You know, it's just feelings are just inconsistent, but a decision can, you know, be consistent. And the scripture we use for this is Jeremiah 31 3. And this is the New King James Version. It says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I've drawn you. You know, this consistent kind of love is an attractive force. It says there, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. It actually draws people to you. It brings unity to a relationship. Right. When somebody loves you and it's just about you, you feel close to him. I think about um, the relationship we have with our grandchildren. You mm-hmm. know, we just love them as they're babies and, you know, and they begin their life. They're not really giving us a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. But they, we give, we want to love them. That's just what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And it brings us joy. But you know what? Then as you start loving them, they return that love. And, um, Anyway, so it, there is a, um, a security in when you just love someone and it's not about you. Right. It's like you take a little baby and you'll just get in, involved in antics trying to get them to laugh or smile or something, you know. You just want to... Um, you want them to have pleasure. You just right. do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you want to be with them. And that's how God's love is for mm-hmm. us. And yeah. then, you know, we usually start out this way when we're, when we get married, but we need to bring this back into the relationship. Yeah. And this is the stuff that will change. Uh, you know, you, you have to practice it. You have to 
on purpose do it. And so um, this is some of the stuff that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So also um, the Bible tells us that God's love is unconditional. His love for us isn't based on how he feels or how we perform or what we deserve. You know, God has just made a decision that he loves us. And so he did, he's not moved by feelings is what we, we, we and I mean believe there. He, I believe he has feelings for us. Yes. Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, that's not what he bases things on. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we mess up, God didn't just turn against us. He's never like that. He, he never is like that. Right. His love's unconditional. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yet people generally aren't familiar with unconditional love. You know, what we've experienced is really, for most people at least, conditional love. You right. know, this the is kind human of love. Exactly. It's such human love. It's the kind of love that says, you know, I love you if I feel like it. And if I think you deserve it today, you know, if you're performing the way I think you ought to perform or whatever it is, you know, un- unconditional love, God's kind of love, on the other hand, it's committed to you. And like Rebecca was just saying, it, it just loves you no matter what. And I think a lot of times we hear about that kind of love, about God's kind of love, and we think, you know, I'm not sure that I can do that. You know, um, I'm not sure I can love somebody if I don't just feel like loving them. But you can. You can. You can love people. You know, think about this. In Matthew 5, verse 44, Jesus was talking. He said to love your enemies. So if he tells you to love your enemies, that's certainly people you're not going to feel like loving, right? It's something you can choose to do regardless of how you feel. Right. And this doesn't mean that, you know, you just need to let people treat you any old way. Right. It, it's just a, it's a, a decision, though, that you can, you can um, decide instead of going off of how you're feeling. So it's a, Mm -hmm. it's a commitment really. So, um, and you know, this unconditional love that we're talking about here, a lot of times people think, I don't, I just can't do this. We're talking about God does this, but we're not God, but you really already do this. Mm -hmm. You know, there is someone that you love with this unconditional love. You see the best in them. You, overlook their their shortcomings you usually judge them by their um well you do judge them by their intentions mm-hmm. instead of by their actions and you're it's easy to overlook their faults and mistakes um things that their their shortcomings can seem small and insignificant to you and you know who this person is it's you right <laughs> we yep. all love ourselves with unconditional love we see the best in ourselves we we judge ourselves like i said by our intentions instead of our actions and you know we can overlook our faults and mistakes because they seem justified to us but you know if we can love ourselves with this agape love we can this unconditional love this god kind of love Mm -hmm. we can love our spouse as as well and the whole um the whole thing of agape love is summed up in the following scripture the whole precept of it it's galatians five thirteen. it says the whole law concerning human relationships is complied with in the one precept you shall love your neighbor as you do yourself and that's what i was saying we already love right. ourselves if we loved our neighbor or our spouse is what mm-hmm. we're talking about today as we love ourselves then that is god's kind of love and that will make the most impact in your marriage if you choose to do it. Right. You know, a lot of times, Rebecca, we'll be talking to people or counseling with people and they'll say something like, well, you know, my love for my spouse just isn't what it used to be. I love them like a a brother or like a friend, you know, and I don't want anything bad to happen to them, but I just don't love them like I used to. 
And or I'm out of love. I've fallen out of love. Right. We we hear that as well. And maybe there's people hearing this, you're feeling, and maybe you feel that way. It's lessened somewhat, maybe just a little, maybe a lot, maybe you feel like you've fallen out of love. But typically, not typically, if you'll make a decision to be committed to your spouse and love them with this God kind of love we're talking about, those feelings of love that you want in your marriage, they will return. You decide. I love the meaning of this word decide. You know, really, it's a compound word. It's from the Latin de sedere, decide. And it means to cut off. So when you decide to, for example, love someone, you're cutting off any other option. You're cutting off the option not to love them. This means you're just going to love them, right? So how do you do that? Maybe a good way to think about this is, you know, to how do I, I want to treat them the way that I used to treat them? How did I used to do that? When and, I, and those are decisions that you made in the beginning, like of your relationship. And maybe you didn't have to like think about it, but it was just things that you just did. Mm-hmm. And so um, we want to, but you can decide to do these things. And we're talking about, well, how do you get these feelings back? Right. So, you know, initially in your relationship, again, that's a good place to maybe think back to how, what did I do then? You know, you, yeah. you, you how, did, how did we used to act together before you, we got married? Right. You wanted that person. So you did things like you made a point to try to be around them, right. to talk to them, to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of pursued them, you could say. Yes. Um, just, I'm sure you did pursue them. You did pursue them. Yeah, you were probably quick to forgive them. If they did something that was maybe not quite right in your eyes, you just thought, oh, what's the big deal, you know? And then you probably saw the best in them. Right. Yeah. You know, when I think about how you were, you know, quick to forgive them, it may have not been that you didn't just overlook the offense, but you were so pursuing the relationship that you wanted to make it right. And that was a priority. Yeah. And, and so um, and those mistakes and missteps just weren't as big a deal. Right. Instead right. of, I just don't want to deal with it. It was like, no, this is the most important person in my life. I want to deal with this so we can, we can move on and, and continue our relationship without, you know, anything hindering it. So again, if we'll think back about how we treated them early on when we were building the relationship and, you know, return and do those things those feelings will return as you do those types of things you know a lot of times think that the like we were just saying the feelings of are lost but those feelings can be restored and be even stronger we've seen this happen over and over and over again mm-hmm. in people's lives in our own lives we've right. seen this happen so i mean this this will work so i just want to encourage you to make that decision to love your spouse with god's kind of love and we've been talking this this episode and last one about what that kind of love is and and see God change your feelings. Right. Um, another thing that I, I just want to mention here is, you know, God's love, not human love, but God's love has action to it. Mm-hmm. And so what action does it take? Well, God so loved the world that he gave. So love gives. So you can start thinking about, well, how was I giving myself before? What did I give before, uh, you know, when we were dating or right when we first got married? And you don't have to feel like buying them flowers or bringing them a box of candy or I don't know, whatever it is that you did, writing them a note, doing whatever. But you can decide to do that not based on feelings, but based on a decision. And that's what will turn those feelings around. Right. I think about the story, Rebecca, we use it quite often about a businessman who was quite wealthy. He'd been married to his wife for about 30 years. And I'll just tell this very briefly, but he had come to 
despise her. He'd fallen out of love with her. So he decided he was going to divorce her. So he, he told his attorney to get the paperwork ready. And in 30 days, we're going to serve her the divorce papers. And in the meantime, because I really want to drop a bomb on her. So I'm going to treat her like a just a princess, you know, treat her really great for the next 30 days. And then we'll hit her with the divorce paperwork and just blow her out of the water. So during that 30 days, he just... He loved her. He, you know. Well, he pretended to love her. That's how he started out, pretending to love her. Yeah, he would open her door and take her to nice restaurants and just treat her good and uh, all these types of things, you know. And at the end of 30 days, his attorney called and said, okay, we're going to serve the papers today. And the businessman said, no, don't. You know, tear the papers up. My marriage has never been better. So it's amazing what love can do. And just like this guy started out not with the with a feeling he started out in a vengeful way Mm -hmm. to try to get his, to try to bring hurt to her. But all of his actions that he did without feelings, it made his feelings change. Right. That's amazing. And so that's, that's the, and that's a true story, but it's, it's true in your relationship. If you just start doing things, you don't have to have some ishy gushy feeling, but you, if you just, um, do things, decide to love and, and let that love bring action into your marriage and you decide to do this, then your, your feelings will return. Right. Exactly. So, you know, God's love is amazing, mm-hmm. not human love, but God's love. And I, I enforce that because we all think, you know, I know I'm loving my spouse, but we don't, usually love with God's kind of love. We're, we're so used to human love right. that that's how we love. And so, um, but it can do amazing things in your marriage. You know, love cares about people or your spouse more than others. Love serves your spouse. It goes out of its way to help your spouse, um, you know, and love when you love someone like that, it will draw someone mm-hmm. to you. It's uh, a unifying force. It can change it. it it can change your life for the better. Um, <clears throat> love encourages and it exhorts. It, it picks people up when they're down. Uh, you know, there's no fear in love because perfect love, the right. Bible says, cast out fear. Yep. You know, it's strong and it never fails. Human love fails, but God's love never fails. Right. So, so maybe, you know, New Year's is coming up. So maybe a great, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. So maybe a great New Year's resolution would be to learn about God's love for you and then apply that love in your marriage. Right. You can't go wrong um, applying God's love in your marriage. And it will really, really change your marriage. And so um, that's it for today. We sincerely wish every one of you a happy new year. And we'll see you next time. Thanks very much. We hope you enjoyed today's Marriage by the Book podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and hit the subscribe button. For additional resources or to go deeper, visit marriagebythebook.org. See you next time.